You know who I don't think we should kill? Who? <laughs> Women, children, disabled people, Europeans, and elephant drivers. Elephant drivers. <laughs> hey, these are your notes. Stop questioning me. <laughs> you know who would agree with me? Who? A serial killer. <laughs> We're going to be going over a serial killer who, like me, didn't believe in killing any of these categories of people, but unlike me, believed in killing many others. Um... I have no idea who this is intended for. I guess just anybody who's interested in more serial killers, because I guess that's just what this podcast is going to turn into, because you're a psychopath. Shh, it's fine. It's perfectly fine. Don't they look at me like that. It's they fine. can't see me, but I'm blinking twice. <laughs> so, let's jump right into it later. <laughs> I guess the f we should probably start with, like, in the notes, I'm reading that this cult existed before the serial killer. Oh yeah, so this guy, he has a name, uh, Baram Jemadar. Um, he was born into this cult that's more exactly like a gang, per se. The only reason why they classify themselves as a cult is because they worship this god named Kali, but we'll get into that later. Um, I'm really quiet on this. Oh, well then like... Get your face closer. Get my face closer. Or I can go farther. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, he was born into this cult gang thing that dates back to Alexander the Great, which is kind of crazy. Wait, was, like, Alexander, like, does it just date back to him, or did he have influence on the cult? I think it just dates back to him. I don't okay. think he has anything to do with it. So, like, how did, how did the cult form? How did it form? Good question. Because <laughs> it looks like it came out of two religious groups. Oh, yeah, there was... I think there was... I remember reading something that it's like a special mix of Hinduism and Islam. Because um, this takes place in India. So they have Islamic influence and um, Hindu. So how did they go from those two religions, which, like are not murderous. How did they go from religious to highwaymen? <laughs> highwaymen. Um, well, I'm sure the leaders got, like, an idea of, like, how much power they truly had with this. It just went insane. Like, the, the person we're talking about today, he was definitely, he definitely had, yeah, he liked power. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But since the cult, like, existed before him, how did he end up taking charge? I think he was he was born into it, so his parents may or may not have, like, yeah. They were just like, here's the keys to the murderous organization, son. Yep. Start going to town. Start going to town. Okay, what... <laughs> <laughs> what is an upbringing like in this? So, there's actually not much we know about his upbringing, um, but I do, so he was, he was born in 1765, don't really know an exact date because I don't think they kept records of that. Yeah, that starts to become a thing, like, around the time that churches start, like, writing down when they baptize babies, and, like, that's one of the reasons we know, like, so many, like, a long time ago, that's, like, the only way that we were able to keep birth records is because we just look back to, like when they were baptized, because that happened within, like, a week of when you were born. Oh, wow. But, like, 
anyone who wasn't a Christian, unfortunately, we don't really have very many like, clear dates because nobody just wrote down, like, you know, October 25th, small child came out of wife. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But, yep, born in the year 1765, approximately. Because he was born into the thuggy cult slash gang, um, as young as nine, he started killing, or not nine, ten, he started killing. Which, Wait. I find... So, is this, like, where we get the term thug from? Yeah, actually. It stemmed from thuggy? No, so, I believe the, what I, it's kind of, kind of, kind of. So, Thug Baram, he eventually becomes a leader in this cult, and his, like, name that he's known by is Thug Baram. And we usually, we got the term from him. Not necessarily the cult. He just shortened it and used it in his name. Huh. I feel like there was a missed opportunity. He could have been like, I'm a thuggy, give me your money. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's intimidating. <laughs> I, I cut you off from your earlier thought. What were you going on to say? I don't remember. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> so, what happens after he takes charge? Because I imagine his leadership started to change, like, how the cult or the the thug was... <laughs> the group of thugs was... started functioning. So this, this cult thug... what? This cult gang thing going on here. Um, they had, like, this signature. I think... I'm not sure if this, like, was influenced by Thugbaram, or if it was just there before him. But each member, I believe, had a yellow handkerchief, and, like, they had, like, a big old, like, coin thing, like, in the middle. They would get offerings, like, they would get sacrifices for the goddess Kali, which was the, the goddess they worshipped, um, and they would strangle them with, like, they would tie it around their throat and, like, the little coin thing was like placed right on top of the um, esophagus. I think that's what it is. Why did they do that? I honestly don't know. Um, but I do know that there is one in like a private museum somewhere. I couldn't find any other information about the whereabouts of the other ones, but where was I going with that? I have no idea, but I'm curious. Like, where were the offerings come from? Like, where did they come from? Did they come from the people that they were killing or do like people in the cult give offerings and then use them to kill people huh <laughs> so like did they take the coins from the people they were about to choke out and then choke them out with their own coin like some savages <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you're not supposed to call another culture savage but <laughs> when it involves thug-like behavior and a bunch of murder I, it's not good that's fair no i think they just had like the handkerchiefs just had a coin on it not necessarily from the people there's just a coin like it was it's big it's a big coin though it's not really yeah <laughs> um what type of crimes were they committing so um robberies and killings like murders obviously like robbing murders <laughs> but um yeah, because at the time, a lot of the people who joined this um, cult gang thing were really poor. That's why robberies were, like, a common thing among... Because this is, like, poor India. Oh, this is during, um... I was looking at the notes. This is, like, when uh, Britain started coming over and just being like, this is mine now. 
Yep. So I imagine that had a lot of influence because that's what happened every time the Europeans rolled up and looked at a place and said, this is mine now. Yeah, we love the Europeans. <laughs> They're great. Also, I just realized, like, the goddess that we're talking about, Kali is, like, the hundred-handed one. Or... Yeah. I don't know, like, I don't think that's what the name means, but she's always depicted to have, like, a ton of hands, and I'm pretty sure that that name just means, um, like, she who is black in Sanskrit. Really? Which, like, going off on a small tangent, um, when I was a kid, I thought that Sanskrit was, <laughs> was pronounced Sanskrit because they, like, the Middle East has a lot of desert, and I uh -huh. thought that's what we called it, and I realize how bad that sounds now. <laughs> and I feel really terrible now that I know that it's Sanskrit. But in Sanskrit, Kali just means she who is black, mm -hmm. or it might mean she who is death. So because not many cultures have a goddess of just the color black, we're pretty sure that she was the goddess of death. So that might be, you know, why this cult decided to go all murdery and stuff. That's, that's fair. That makes sense. Um, was there any, like women roles in the um the cult because she's like a feminine goddess um not that i could find honestly that's also another like interesting side thing is i tried to do some research on this on my own and there was like a heavy lacking in resources for this topic so like yeah. is there anything that influenced that i no, not sure. I mean, the only thing I could think of is, like, poor India in the 16th century. There's not going to be very many, like, documents on it. Like, this cult, like, I don't, it's not practiced today, obviously, but I know it stopped, like, a while ago. That, and I imagine there is more documents, but you have to, like... You have to really dig for it. That are, they're written in Indian or oh. whatever their language is called. I don't think it's called Indian. That sounds wrong. Is it Hindu? It might be written in Sanskrit. I don't know, but whatever they write in, you'd have to be able to read that to get some of the documents. That's fair. Okay. But moving on from... So, what, what more did the cult do? What did the cult do? Other than, like, the brutal strangling and the robberies, they actually... When Thugbaram came to become a came to become when Thugbaram became a leader, he um, he actually had morals, kind of. It's very limited, kind of. So as our intro mentioned, he had like a list of certain types of people he wouldn't allow the the little culties, <laughs> the people of the cult, to kill. Which were women, children, elephant drivers, disabled people, and Europeans. Elephant drivers. I feel like it sounds really random, but I think there's like a um, reason behind that. I think, I don't want to say ancient India, but like during that time, elephants were believed to be like sacred. And so like if you were an elephant driver, then I think like because you work with elephants, you're not like targeted, you're like protected because... Yeah, I think. Uh, over 80% of Indians are Hindus. Um, I'm actually, like, just pulling this off of pbs.org, so... 
Nice. Nobody get mad at me. I'm not like, I'm not going to not cite my sources verbally right now. Um, are a member of, 80% of uh, Indians are a member of the Hindu religion. And the elephants, it looks like they're a sacred animal because they are a living incarnation of one of the most important gods, Gangesh. Huh. So that's why he probably didn't allow them to be killed because this is very important to their religion. I see. Okay, that makes sense. Did disabled people and like, did they have any religious relevance, or are they just like semi-decent human beings? Um, honestly, not sure. Probably semi-decent human beings. Hard to. <laughs> I mean, they're not. They're not even semi-decent, but <laughs> yeah, they have a shred of decency somewhere in there. Somewhere deep down. <laughs> also, I'm, g I'm going over the notes. Why does it just say? stabbed their eyes with two question marks. Oh! <laughs> there was a video I was watching that said, like, that was, like, one of their rituals. Like, they would, while, like, the body would be dead. The person would be dead. <laughs> the person would be dead. And the video I was watching had said that, um, that they would stab their eyes, but they're dead. So I was, maybe it was, like, a ritual thing. I'm did, not sure. Did they give a reason? Not really. I should probably look into it before I just slap things on notes, but it's fine. Um, William Henry Sleeman, what is his relevance to the thug life? So, I feel like I should go a little bit more into the history of the cults first. So, okay. Thug Biram became a leader, and then after some time, the, the cult started electing? They were getting more and more leaders of, like, the younger... Like, no, not leaders... So more and more people would come and join this cult. And they were of, like, the younger generations. And this is relevant because... The, because this is considered, like, a cult, kind of. Because they had, like, a religion thing going on. Um, the younger generation kind of, like, dismissed that and just started joining. Because, like, you would get, like, money from, like, robbing. Yeah, it's no longer, like, let's be religious because... You know, it, when you're growing, you're going to find people who are interested in whatever you're doing. Uh-huh. You're making money. And that aren't religious. So I imagine, like, the younger generation show up and we're like, hey, these people are making mad cash from just putting people to death and taking you, their coin bags. Yeah, exactly. So we could do that, too. So they start joining and, like, they're not Hindus, but they want some of that money. Yeah. And then, since all these new people came along, they weren't aware, I don't think... Or they were aware of, like, the sacred list of who not to kill. Either, either they were aware of it and just dismissed it, or they were, weren't were aware of it. Oh, do they start killing elephant drivers? I... <laughs> maybe? Sick bastards. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Ooh, your phone's not on silent. Whoops. It's not good podcast etiquette. <laughs> um... So, all these people started disappearing, and the British were like, okay, this is too many people just going missing and dying and whatever. So Not enough people are making us money and tea. Yep, exactly. So, people were dis- dip bleh, What? <laughs> people were disappearing, and um, that started to gain attention from the Britons and the British people, so they were like, hey, let's launch an investigation and see what the heck is going on. And so they did, and they appointed William Henry Sleeman as the person to lead this investigation, and he was put in charge to stopping the cult altogether. 
his main plan was to cut the head of the snake, meaning go for Thugbarum because he was a leader. Again, why hasn't this been made into a movie? I feel like all of these should be more well known. He's literally hunting down a cult leader in like India during colonization-ish periods. Oh, we didn't even say the numbers of how many people died. Yeah, how many people was this man killing? So, um, when Thugbarum was captured eventually by Henry Sleeman, he confessed to killing 125 people and witnessed 150 other more people, but it was it's estimated that the entire cult altogether has killed 936 people? 931 people. I'm, I was really surprised when I couldn't find that much information on this guy, and how we don't really know about him, it kind of baffles me. Um, I wonder if William had any notes, because I feel like back then, you know, when you were investigating some, like, death cult, you'd just be like, hey, maybe I should write some of this down somewhere. <laughs> maybe. Did he write anything down? Did you find anything written by Sleeman? I couldn't. That would be so cool, though, if I found, like, a diary entry. Maybe we'll make a part two on this, and, like, go back and look we'll start like looking into all of these older podcasts in the future and we'll just research them more and come back to it sounds like a plan um so did sleeman ever find thuggy yes well thugbaram um sorry i forgot like the cult's name is thuggy yeah he's not i believe they eventually found him and like they kept him alive instead of just killing him immediately, to uh, bargain with him. So Thugbaram was essentially to confess... He was offered immunity for giving up the names and locations of the top 50 highest-ranking, like, cult, like, members. Wait, how many? 50, top 50. There was 50 cult leaders? Not leaders, cult members. Oh, okay. I'm... If there's, like, 50 top members, I'm surprised that there weren't more murders, considering they're, like, thugs. I don't know, 900 people's a lot of people. And I guess this is, like, at a time when population wasn't so dense. Yeah. So. This was probably a lot. I mean, they were pretty much, like, Thug Baram got, like, the cult, and him got so much power, like, he was, like, he was feared by the community for pretty obvious reasons, and, like, the people of, like, the town they were in had to change up their lifestyles like don't walk at night by yourself and whatnot because before i'm sure it was just wow such a crazy concept i couldn't <laughs> imagine going through that today <laughs> at all nope <laughs> times have changed so much um so basically they have a like a plea bargain a plea deal where they're like give us names and we won't kill you essentially did did they not kill him no they killed him explain more i'm curious now so i believe he confessed those names and locations, and all those people died. And then they returned back to Thugbaram, and he was arrested in 1838. Um, and regardless of the bargain, which was probably for the best, he was sentenced to death, and he died two years later by hanging. So he got Red Dead Redemptioned, but with significantly less gunfire. Yeah. I would say that that's really messed up, but, like... He was kind of a cult leader. But I don't want him walking out of the story alive, so... Yeah, yeah, know? for sure. Point one for being non-diplomatic. No, I guess they're diplomatic, but they're not good people. Uh-huh. Nobody's good in this story. Nobody's good in this Yeah. So did the cult, like, continue after they cut the 
snake's head off, or did it fizzle out? If I think it fizzled out, but like slightly, kind of over time. Like, oh, so it just... if it were to continue, then I don't think many people knew about it, and it just kind of died off. Like, what are the lasting effects of this? Lasting effects. I mean, I I would say that it sounds like they, you know, influenced like gang culture, but I feel like that's been a thing forever. Yeah, I feel like. Ever since, like... Ever since people have figured out that they could forcefully take money from each other, yeah. I feel like they've given each other, like, a banner to do it under. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah. Um, is there any more info to go over here? Um, see. I mean, I wrote down that the goddess Kali, she was considered the mother of the universe and destroyer of evil. Like, see, that's that's really weird. That's so confusing because I've always heard that she's like death, like that's their version of death, and it makes more sense with the cult. So, oh, that's fair. And if she's the destroyer of evil, like, did they think what they were doing was good? I feel like when it comes to a lot of those like gangs, maybe, then I feel like then yeah, they feel like they're doing something good. I don't know. I think maybe it could have been like. A protest, not really. Mm, nah, I was gonna say a protest against like the, the British coming. But to this India, had been going on. Yeah, since, that's why I was like, nah. Since Alexander the Great's time. Yeah. Did did they have to deal with this cult back then? Like, what did they do? They're just like accept that it existed. I didn't look into that actually. Should have. I feel like there's so much more that we need to like. There's so much more, but like the internet, there's not a lot. There's, like, so many questions, not enough answers. What more questions did you have when you were looking this up? Like, a lot of my questions came, or, like, are asked, a lot of my questions are about, like, the origins and, like, where this cult came from. And, like, I mean, there's the the mix between, like, Hinduism and Islam, but I didn't see much. Um, okay, so we decided to do an intermission and go look up some more because we realized we were kind of lacking. So just like the Founding Fathers writing the Federalist Papers, we're going to ask some questions and then answer it ourselves. Uh So actually, there actually was like a reason that they were doing this above just getting some cash. It turns out like they, they wanted to not have the world end. Oh, yeah. So a little research on like the goddess they worship, god the goddess Kali. So I guess the thugs, the thuggy cult members truly believed that they were like saving humanity by strangling all these people. <laughs> they also believed that they came from um her sweat, which is not by old religious standards, it's not that weird. There's some like like the Norse like you'll have like people being born from armpits like it's pretty common to just be born from random body parts i have no idea why that is and i'd have to look in that more but that's like a totally different subject interesting um from what i could find sleeman was appointed like head of hunting these people down like they had a department meant for this okay oh he actually pioneered some investigation techniques that were like decades ahead of their time that we like even today we use those to hunt like terrorists down where you like it's like like the spider's web Mm -hmm. where you have like pins drawn everywhere like he started to develop techniques like 
related to that kind of investigation because he like really wanted to find the head leader so like we actually have him to thank for finally putting together that like he could take some of the other thug members and interrogate them and like work his way to whoever the leader was it's really interesting seeing like what developed like modern like strategies and whatnot but that's a different conversation for a different day i i also their origin is really obscure just because how old it is like they sometimes say that they came from like um some mongol people back like mm-hmm. when mongols had camps all the way stretching down towards india mm-hmm. but some of the like mcloyd this historian says that they came from muslim tribes so that's where you get like the muslim mixed with hinduism it's because they believe that like they came from some islamic tribes oh. and they ended up like adopting islamic beliefs and that's that's what happened but it's like really obscure as to what happened before it's just because time yeah like there was no like good records back in alexander the great's time on this kind of stuff that's true um we do have records of how they killed though and those were really they're extremely good at what they did really (laughs) they would they would kind of come up to you being like hey want to talk about muslims and like (laughs) hinduism and they'd come up to you and they'd be looking calm and they would only approach people that they knew that they could take out so it'd be like there's a head count like there's 10 of us Mm -hmm. there's five of them we got this let's get this bread and they'd go in and they were really really keen on strangulation for some reason they had garrote wires you know hidden scarves that they wrapped around like their neck or like head Mm -hmm. stuff that they put on their head yeah and it was really easy to conceal because like if some guy was walking up to you with a scarf he'd be like oh he's just fashionable yeah and then suddenly he had it around your neck and like he was taking your coins as life was slowly fading from you so they were really good at just surprise attack (laughs) scarf strangulations i wonder if like that's why they decided to go with strangulation because of how quick you could be with it but at the same time i feel like stabbing is also really quick actually the reason that they didn't do stabbing is because they didn't want to carry swords oh so because they, you'd be too obvious because like if somebody's coming up to you with swords you'd be like slap the horse a little harder <laughs> get that thing going we need to get gtfo <laughs> so they didn't carry around swords so they just wear scarves and it was like super easy to just whip out a garrote wire and, like behind somebody and you know no more of that person interesting um the other terrifying thing is they were also really good at body disposal oh like they were really systematic with this they would dismember and like there was different ways you could deal with it you could burn it and bury it which is actually Sleeman like made one of the guys take him to like a mass grave site so that he could figure out what was going on mm-hmm. dude is like like fbi of like <laughs> the, the colonial period he's like really good at this interesting but um they would also like you know make them into small pieces and put it into like the river where crocodiles would eat it so like even before there was common methods of like you know even before modern forensics these people were still like hiding bodies and they were doing it really good and they would also murder far away from where they lived Mm -hmm. so you couldn't trace them back to like where they were living so you had these group of killers that were out in the middle of like the roads in the middle of nowhere 
-hmm. and there was a ton of hidden bodies, so they were extremely hard to catch. It's really interesting to think about because a lot of like the serial killers in like the 70s and the 80s did the same exact thing, but since like technology like advanced so much, we were able to catch them and since there wasn't there was like barely any at that period. Yeah, there was like hundreds going by and people were just like, "Huh." Yeah. This I'm sucks. Sh- I'm sure. <laughs> and I'm sure there's like so many other people we could have covered like Jack the Ripper, but like that's very basic didn't want to go with that we're original i i also love how like the different views of the people involved so the thugs were super like you know we're trying to save humanity while giving us some like coin while we're at it Mm -hmm. and the british did not like hinduism at this time because they're very much like into christianity and they look at uh, religions like this like oh you're worshiping idols and that's like a super big no-no so they were like all these idol-worshipping, like, crazy people, and they, like, got prosecuted, like, even harder than they normally would have for this. Mm-hmm. So, like, the British were pretty outraged. Like, they had, like, their own mini-department for, um, I think I already mentioned that. They had, like, yeah. a mini-department, and, like, Sleeman was, like, the head of this department. So it wasn't, like, a small thing. I see. Okay. I also find it interesting that Thuggy probably got his name from, like, a sect, because this, like, was pretty widespread. There was, like, thousands of people involved in this cult mm-hmm. or maybe it wasn't it was a lot I, it might have not been like thousands but it was up there mm-hmm. and he um there was so like you get like these different sections forming with like different names so it was it was also really hard to track them down because they didn't have surnames they were just like name cult or cult mission i see so that's how you get his name thug oh because there's no surname there like this was their life uh-huh and, um, the aftermath is just, you know, the thugs, they dissolve, and they, as soon as the leader is taken out, they kind of just fizzle away. Yeah. But the department that Sleeman was running, mm-hmm. it evolves into the CID, the Criminal Intelligence Department. Really? Which, I don't know what that is. I assume that's, like, kind of like our version of the CIA. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. But, but more criminal, because, like, that's just center yeah. of intelligence. This is, I guess, more like the FBI. I don't know. But it turned into something more. Something of the sort, So yeah. we have, like, Sleeman to thank for a lot, but he's not really well known. Like, I've never heard of... Um, I just looked at a list of serial killers at the time on Wikipedia, and this, I didn't recognize any of this, and it seemed interesting, so I just went with it. I would also like to say, Kali sounded really really familiar and then i realized where i heard it in indiana jones when they're on the bridge and is holding a heart he goes kalima Kali- <laughs> it's the cult of the thuggy i didn't realize that the cult that is in indiana jones i don't know if you watched indiana jones the cult that they deal with in one of the movies it's the like the not liked one yeah they <laughs> the not liked i think one. it was good people were like it's too dark they were dealing with the thuggy cult uh-huh and it makes sense a, not a whole lot of sense because the thuggy cult would have been kind of dying out by oh. the time indiana jones got there but, but interesting um, concept yeah because i saw there's a indiana jones wiki and <laughs> it like mentioned thuggy so i was very confused but that makes sense now um sympathy for the devil the song by the rolling stones also mentioned something related to them interesting i, 
I forget what it is, but I remember this now. Um, also, there's a fictional character in Marvel Comics, the villain Raven. Raven? Raven. I'm not sure, but he's a member of the Suicide Squad, uh -huh. and he's in the modern-day Thuggy Cult, so like... There's a, there's a modern-day Thuggy Cult? I... I think it's just the comic books being the comic books. Oh, but I see. But there's, like, a lot more modern influences that, like, draw inspiration from the thuggy cult that I would have thought. Yeah, it seems like it. Oh my goodness. So, I guess, in the end of this story, we, uh, we get the death of a cult, a lot of inspiration for a lot of different cult things in pop culture, and the Center for Criminal Investigation Department. That's a really interesting one. Like, I would not have ever thought that would, like... I, I think in the next coming podcast, we should, like... Episode? In the... Yeah. Or the next, just however many we do. I think it's really interesting, like, going over, like, these kind of bigger group things. Mm-hmm. Instead of just, like, a serial killer. Like, this goes back to before, like, this goes to Alexander the Great to, like, very recent right before World War One kicked off. I mean, we are redacted history, not serial killers, so... Yeah, so expect more of this kind of content, because there are so many podcasts that are, like, just solely Ser serial killers. It's it's a little boring and repetition... It's more repetitive. Re repetitive. That, that's the that word the, That's for. the word. Um, so... Next episode, we're going to research more. I'm going to buy you a dictionary. <laughs> and That's fair. We might not even do a serial killer, but we probably are because she's a psychopath. Shh. I'm blinking twice again. I said it's okay. <laughs> anyway, that's redacted history. We're signing off. Signing off? Do we sign off? We're signing off. <laughs> Clicking off. Uh huh. Disabling the mic off. All right. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it now. Now. Right, right now. Okay. <laughs>